Hi there. A uh, bit of a snafu this week. Um, at the start of this episode, you'll hear me talking about uh, a new mic that I bought. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> little did I know, having uh, sound checked properly with this new mic uh, just before we started recording, as soon as we did start recording, Skype managed to override all the settings on my PC. So I didn't end up recording on the new mic at all. <laughs> and that's why the sound quality on my track is particularly bad this week. Um, but yeah, I know what I did wrong and I'll fix it in the future. Um, I'm gutted because I was looking forward to using this new mic, but um, sadly it wasn't to be. Uh, but yeah, uh, carry on listening to the show and in future weeks... You'll, you should notice a dramatic improvement in the quality of my voice, if not the things I'm saying with it. Anyway, with that out of the way, on with the show. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Welcome to the Not Watching Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and today I'm joined by... Ian Bruce. And Marcus Hurley. Okay, um, yeah, so first of all, um, if I'm sounding at all differently, and I don't know if that'll be at all right, because by the time this has gone through here, it'll probably sound exactly the same. Uh, but yeah, I bought a new mic. Uh, got a Blue Yeti, just like you, Ian. Uh, yeah, I'm not actually using that anymore. Uh, this, uh, the Blue Ice... Oh, okay. Which is it's basically it's it's like a cheaper version of the Yeti. It doesn't have a mute button, and you can't plug earphones into it. But it's good enough. I'm using my <laughs> old faithful ProSound USB mic, which is attached to twelve-pound Tiger boom stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's what I spent on my uh, boom stand. I've got a little pop filter happening. I I just got one which looks like. And it looks cool. <laughs> so uh, yeah, now I'm all properly busted uh, up. Now. After, only only took me about four years to uh, yeah. um, upgrade from the, uh, the the Microsoft Life Chat headset that I'm still using. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully might sound a bit bit better now. Um, we will hopefully we, cool. we will still be talking the same shit, so that won't improve with the mic. It'd just be HD sound <laughs> Absolutely, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'll just hear our shit in superior quality, or at least my shit in superior quality. You can only really um, ask for superior quality shit, can't you? That's If you're going to get it, you might as well get it in superior quality. It only gets Indeed. better. Yeah. Yeah, so there's been some cool stuff on Netflix. Um, I, I was thinking of starting with uh, a couple of Netflix films, actually. Annihilation? Yes, the first one being Annihilation. I've fucking seen that one! Yay! I haven't yet. Oh, okay. Shit. No, go right. for it. If I had time, I would have watched it before this, but um, I didn't, so don't worry about it. Go for it. Full spoilers. Who cares? It's all right. We're not, no, we're not going to spoil it, because sh- that would be a shame. Um, I quite liked it. It didn't blow me away as much as I was led to thinking it might do. Uh, it certainly looks very nice. Uh, I will probably watch it again once I have a new TV. It is based on a series of books, uh, and uh, I, I, yes. have, I work with a guy 
lovely guy who's a big fan of the books, but it seems the film has kind of compressed all three books into one film, which I think is a shame right. because um, I do love me some weird, freaky out sci-fi stuff mm. that isn't actually sci-fi. It's about the, the human state of mind, which the best sci-fi is, of course, um, or makes yeah. you can, makes you look inward instead of outward. Uh, but I, I did feel that this, in my opinion, not wishing to tailor your expectations, Marcus, I could have done with this being a 10-episode Netflix series. I was going to say, if it's three two books... Hour, whatever it was. Like, I was going to say, if it's three books, three. it's not like Netflix is short of a penny. Why not make it three movies? Indeed, but... but a trilogy of movies. It's yeah. not... Netflix didn't make this. Oh. Netflix bought it from Paramount because oh Paramount didn't know what Another to do one with of it outside of the USA. And, and Japan. It got a theatrical release in the and US. Japan. And Japan yep. got theatrical yep. as well. But the rest of the world get, get it as a Netflix. Was this going to be Netflix another Cloverfield movie, movie that they didn't no. know what to do with? Nope. No. But okay. I, I, I do think they don't want to throw sci-fi stuff out because, you know, the mouse has got the Star Wars at the moment and... You know, we like different kinds of sci-fi, hmm. um, but I think they just don't want to compete with it. It's a bit lazy, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful film, though. There are some f- jolly disturbing things within it. Well, Sweet, I just saw the splash image come up on Netflix um, like <clears throat> before this, and it makes me want to watch it. Is there's just a splash image of I can't even describe what I'm looking at. It's just people looking at something and I'm just going I need to see this <laughs> yeah I can't yeah. even put it into words it's just yeah. a thing like a well, it's, thing <laughs> it's a very good director um, and it's got some great visuals and good cast Natalie Portman's good yeah he's yeah her husband's played by Oscar Isaac and he's brilliant yeah yeah no uh, yeah it's, it's good it's, there's, there's, it's a good movie it's uh Essentially, a bunch of women, all with different um, problems, end up walk- walking into this. <laughs> Essentially, you don't agree because you're shaking your head profusely. Well, I am, but that makes it sound like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, or <laughs> four birds having a bit of a rough time go for a bit of a wander. That's not what it's about at all. It is absolutely not about that. That is not the tagline that will appear Along anywhere. Cross-dressing Agent Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, okay. it, it's a bit yeah. deeper than that. As a one-line oh, critic review, I suppose that would work. But um, yeah, listener, go and have a look at the trailer before you. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, I'll, I'll leave it th- at that then. Um, but it's definitely one of the better Netflix movies that I've seen yeah. lately. The same of which I cannot say about Mute, which I've not seen that. I was quite disappointed but, by, to but, be honest. But so- uh, don't, don't bother. So just before, I, I suspect there's going to be a rant and a tirade about the quality of Netflix output. They are just buying this and then you're doing flagging it as exclusive on Netflix or Netflix original and stuff, but frequently some of the shit has been made elsewhere. So Travellers, for example, yeah. uh, I think it's flagged as a Netflix original, but it, it aired, well, the first two seasons at least, aired in Canada first. The third mm-hmm. will be yeah. the third upcoming soon. Woohoo! will be Netflix exclusive, but I think that means it will be Netflix first and then appear on the Canadian network that made it. Okay. <clears throat> so, just because it has Netflix original and Netflix stuff, I think it just means that's just how they're marketing it. 
they are certainly producing things, but not everything that I think they're flagging as, oh, it's us. They're just sticking their name at the front and going, like Sky do for a lot of stuff. Okay. Yeah. They, they basically, anything with the Netflix badge on it, it means that that's the only way of legally watching it in the UK. Yeah. And they and that's they're basically just building their brand. And uh, yeah, that's fair enough, I think. But anyway, Mute was financed by Netflix. Uh, the new film mm. by Duncan Jones. Uh, quite a troubling film this was. Uh, essentially, Alexander Skarsgård is a mute um, through various religious upbringing. That's why he's like a bit of a Quaker background. Okay. He, he has. Um, but anyway, uh, his, his girlfriend goes missing and he's trying to find her. Uh, meanwhile, there's a couple of like doctors, uh, one of whom's played by uh, the guy who plays Ant-Man, um, Paul Rudd. And the other guy is played by the dude from, um, oh, fuck, what was the film where they, the uh, show where they smoked lots? Weeds. Leftovers. The Leftovers. That's it. The Leftovers. So, yeah, the uh, other guy's played by Justin Theroux, um, and they're like, his character is wearing, like, this dodgy blonde wig, and, like, there's definitely something a bit pedo going on. <laughs> and I just found it, like... But I also feel like, at some point in the production, oh, Paul Rudd must have got cast as Ant-Man and gone, uh, right, yeah, okay, so I'm the villain in this, right? But, you know, I, I need people to think fairly sympathetic of me, maybe, because I'm in a big, like, Marvel film now. So it feels like some, something wrong has happened where, like, you've got this cool kind of Blade Runner film. The visuals look great, by the way. Um, you've got this cool Blade Runner film with Alex, Alexander Skarsgård stalking around trying to find his girlfriend, dealing with various bits of technology along the way. And then on the other hand, you've got this kind of, like, Vince Vaughn and that other chimp, like, buddy movie going on with, like, a, a really horrible psychopathic surgeon and a peter and it's just like oh what the fuck it was just very weird very disjointed um i didn't really understand what they were getting at and um yeah i feel like this is probably what is happens it, when netflix give complete control to the creator you is know, it is it based on an, other on an existing ip or is it a, an original script it's an original script by du Duncan Jones set in the same universe as Moon. Uh, so you see lots of weird little references to Moon pop up here and there as well. So uh, it's a shame because I've got a lot of time for Duncan Jones. I like Source Code. I like yeah. Moon. I even didn't mind Warcraft too much, actually, for what it was. Um, but yeah, I think this one's a big miss. Um, and I would just don't waste your time with it. Not Boy, going to, absolutely not going to. Thanks for the heads up, Luke. Speaking yeah. of um, hmm. Netflix films that I think were overhyped, um, Veronica. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I've seen like a couple of articles going on about, oh, is this the scariest Netflix film ever? I'm like, really? No. I think no. You've seen some You've seen some ads on Facebook saying that, haven't you? No, I've seen like uh, other reviews and stuff as well. In papers said I was genuinely terrifying and stuff, and I'm just like, no, it's not. It's just it's bog standard, middle of the road person at home with kids and some weird possession thing. It doesn't even do the whole thing that well. There are some 
tiny little bits that might be mildly creepy, but it generally it's. I, there's a film I compare it to. There is a film I have seen, and it has Kevin Bacon in it, and basically he's the dad in this family, and the kid steals stones from a canyon in Colorado, and they get possessed and you know um, attacked by a spiritual tribe of interdimensional yeah. American Indians. <laughs> Shit film. Why the hell? But not? that's my yardstick of shit horror films. And this film buddies up next to that. Um, I just found it boring. I didn't care about her character. Didn't care about the family when they're all in danger. I didn't care. And I think a film, a horror film, in which you don't have any kind of empathy or even apathy for the character is is a failure, script-wise or whatever. You just don't feel as though it gave you any time to care considering most of the film is about this one person and you see a lot of her and she's just very outsider girl kind of thing and it just it just bored me i found it really boring and no more please yeah it is which i don't just has no bearing on the film whatsoever it's spanish it's slightly religious the only cool thing about it was that the police officer, I think it was based on an actual case, um, and the police officer came in just as she was at the point where she'd been possessed, and it was all going a bit and upside downy. Um, that's a technical spiritual <laughs> term, <laughs> and that's it. I was like, oh, cool, he gets to see what's happening as opposed to turning up once it's all over. Um, and that was it, that was it, okay. Um, Another film I watched pretty much straight afterwards was another one that was recommended because I think they both dropped around the same time and it was a zombie film, Ravenous. I've heard equally shite things about that. That that was absolute bollocks. Um, I've heard of a film called Ravenous from years ago with Robert Carlyle. I probably should have watched that instead. Um, It was was about a group of people and people started doing zombie type thingies, eating people, and, you know, it started off with showing a sort of, dest- not a destruction derby, but like a little uh, racing sort of thing. And then a woman jumps on someone and starts chewing on her arm and stuff like that. And it cuts away. And then you're basically set in this little town and it all looks a bit series two walking dead around Herschel's farm. Um, <laughs> oh, and God, pretty much these right people are just, and when they run, they're escaping and somehow they're at a point where and all the zombies for some reason just start constructing these plimps made out of shit. Not literally, but just like household objects or whatever. And these these things are towering above them and I'm just thinking and there's no explanation why. And the kid zombies are doing little ones out of their toys. And you're just thinking Is this gonna get explained? I'll I'll let I'll let it get around to explaining this. Never does. The people run Jesus. away from the zombie, saying we need to escape, somehow run in a circle and end up back at the same point where they are. What's the hell, man? The whole film is just a waste of time. I should have watched Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at Mad Max. But if you want to know what not I was to looking watch, at Mad Max and I was right thinking, place. I should watch Mad Max. But instead we, we watched those two films watching. back to back. Because we thought, okay, one's bad. Yeah, one's bad to be better. Well, sometimes an entire I'm evening, right, an, an entire yeah. evening was wasted. Yeah, I would rather have watched Pirates Five. 
Jesus. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. So, <laughs> Happy uh, thoughts. <laughs> continuing on our, our uh, theme of what's uh, not worth watching on Netflix, uh, let's transition into some TV shows. Uh, first of which has to be Jessica Jones, season two. Okay. So my thoughts on this are as follows. First of all, it's been two and a half years since season one of Jessica Jones, which I think we all quite oh, enjoy. Massively. Uh, yeah. Uh, the problem is, I think, really, is that it's been two and a half years. Uh, that was my initial problem with it. Um, lots and lots of subplots that I could barely remember. And no, I'm not going to watch all 13 episodes of season one again, just because you've taken two and a half years to make it. So... Um, yeah, she's still very good. I like her as the character. But the plot of this season um, just went nowhere for me. Um, there was a couple of episodes that redeemed it slightly, by which which went back, actually, um, into, which went all a bit frequently. I think it was episode seven or eight. That, that one was a highlight. Um, but it, it goes into her past again, I will say. Uh, but... Just the way that was done, the casting of the people involved, I just didn't do much for me at all. I thought it was a bit weird, offbeat, and uh, just the pacing again. Please, already Marvel doesn't have to be thirteen episodes. Stop doing thirteen episodes. You've got a two-hour plot. <laughs> Stop doing it. It's a fucking superhero it's <clears throat> It's it's yeah it's just it's just enough with it already please, um, and I know it's going to be exactly the same with Luke Cage in June or whatever when that comes yeah. out. But yeah, I, I'm I, I I mean if you really if you really find the character of Jessica Jones endearing, I'd say definitely check it out. Um, but I I'm I was just really bored by the end of the season. I was it was just background like I was just too busy like. There was a lot more interesting things I would rather be doing, to be do you, honest. Do you want to hear something funny? So, we watched it, yeah. and we felt the same. We felt like the plot was just meandering. Um, it was kind of interesting. Um, are we doing some spoilers? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not um, going to watch it. It's so far away. Well, I'm, yeah. well I wasn't going to do it, but Ian's benefit, but if he, do, yeah. if he doesn't care, then go. Um, I mean, okay. Basically, we have a whole history of it delves into what happened to her after her accident and how she possibly got her powers. Um, turns out she's been experimented on by a mad scientist. Um, I think yeah, we, we kind already, of suspect, we? I think it went into that in some ways we knew about, um, I think they found out about the company and stuff because we did, I did watch the most of the first season again and my God, comparing them back to back, the first season story is so much more coherent and fun. Um, and has David oh, Tennant, he yeah. makes a return. I I thought I thought that does, whole yes. element of it was really well done, where he's almost like the In darker side. Yeah, way. he's the darker side of her conscience. I thought that was brilliant. Okay. That should have been from the start of it. After the events and the way that they treat, the way that she's treated and the way she feels after the first season, it's almost like they're carrying on, and the whole of the defenders thing hasn't happened or anything like that. It's not even mentioned or anything like that. Um, but I thought the whole way that Tennant turns up, and the thing is, you see it start to happen because she starts doing 
she starts crossing the line and whenever she starts thinking like that you'll see a slight hint of a purple light or she'll be somewhere where the lighting goes a bit more blue or purple and it gets oh, more nice. intense to the point where then tenant shows up and he's just like she's in the shower and he puts his hands on her and he's like naked with her and it's freaky and then she turns around and he's not there and he's like properly and then uh, the more pissed off and annoyed she's getting and the more crazy the more versions of him there are to the point where you could see he's getting stronger i thought that was the highlight of the entire series <clears throat> that part i was punching the air going yeah now it's getting somewhere all of that shit with this super powered person that turns out to be her mother who had a facelift um bollocks that was like fucking our days of our lives shit get rid of that scrub all that shit clean and go back to the whole stark storyline that we enjoyed yeah that was the whole that was the whole plot yeah it was, it was horseshit. Um, it was it was just like anyway getting back yeah, to the funny part the funny part was i thought i'd watched all of it turns out i didn't watch the last episode so i literally watched it before <laughs> we recorded tonight i'll tell you how much of a difference it made none <laughs> wow yeah that's that's pretty much that's it, isn't it? It's like, uh, oh there was another it was like, one did we watch oh, all of them it's not over yet i thought we had what happened at the uh, end God. i can't I'm... remember Bearing in mind, it's barely been a week since we watched it. Um, it's so painful sometimes God. on these shows. I remember the end of Luke Cage, yeah. where it's like, they've had the big fight, and now we have to go to a brief. With the big fight, I, I got disappointed with the, the last three episodes. <laughs> the last three episodes of Luke Cage annoyed me. It was kind of like going from Rocky 1 and 2 to Rocky 5, with a street fight. It was. I, I thought that wasn't yeah. necessary. The whole build-up, the way it kind of threw some curveballs. I, I, I think that the Marvel TV series have a problem. I think they're looking at each other and they've got a problem. Same with Daredevil Season 2. First half of it was amazing. The whole hand Electra arc I found mind-numbingly boring. And that was all of the Defenders, which made that shite. Um, I just, I'm, I'm over with the Daredevil fighting the hand thing. Just move on from it. It's just, it's just becoming. It's like, becoming Arrow, right? Okay, we've got, Mar- <laughs> we've got. It's just like we've got Marvel, yeah, and we've got these top talent on board, yeah. like producers. We need thirteen hours of television. Make thirteen. But hours they can of make thirteen us, hours please. of. Te- if it's if it's good, bonus. but they could make thirteen hours we of television better. We want it. On I would have preferred to have seen flashbacks to when jessica jones was part of the superhero team <clears throat> even if it was something where the point where she lost all faith in humanity because you in the first series you see the flash of when patsy holds up a, a prototype version and it's the outfit the character wears in the comics like a white unitard with a diamond on the side um i would have liked to have seen just as they went back and did the prequely stuff there was so much time in this episode in this series they could have just done four episodes based on that and it wouldn't have impacted on this story whatsoever but it would have given it a bit a bit more oomph because the, the <coughs> series i mean to be honest hogarth yeah. had a better story arc and she's just an extra <laughs> yeah. her little tale of oh yeah I... you know trusting people getting completely rinsed and then we realizing just how vicious she is <laughs> by setting up those people um and just seeing more of her i found she was more interesting trisha i found to be annoying um her character just went yeah. mental in this and not in a good way she just went 
off the reservation. Um, she pissed me off. She reminded me of the character of Jack from Lost, where they perpetually have this expression, like a Jack Russell about to bite his own balls, going, <laughs> you know. And I, I, I just said, I, I actually turned to Susan and said, "She's got the Jack face. She's fucking got the Jack face. I can't take this anymore. Wow. Just fucking." She's, and, she, and Susan's like, "Calm down. I'm like, I can't calm down. She looks like a fucking demented squirrel." <laughs> um, I just found, I just found the series. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's alright. I just found the series off, and it's a shame because I think they started something so strong with Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Daredevil series one, and it just seems they've dropped the ball. Yeah, it didn't really do a lot for me in the end. Um, But yeah, something I have enjoyed watching so far is season two of Sneaky Pete. Uh, I've only watched the first three so far. It's all on Amazon Prime just dropped on there the same day as Jessica Jones actually or the day after Jessica Jones dropped on International Women's Day Um, that that was the Thursday but yeah um, yeah Sneaky Pete's really good Giovanni Ribisi in the title role although his name isn't really Pete Uh, it's Marius Uh, but this is a show that came out started last year Uh, they did the whole Amazon pilot with it the year before that Uh, it's devised by Brian Cranston who who actually appears in season one um, he's not shown up in season two so far, um, but yeah, <clears> ten <throat> episodes, and it's all it carries on exactly where the first season left left off, like in a Breaking Bad styling. And uh, yeah, he's he's basically the premise of the of the first season is that he basically steals the identity of someone who he was in prison <coughs> with, and ends up getting into all kind of uh, tries to spin a con involving <coughs> Pete, Pete's family who end up being quite shifty themselves. Um, so it's all kind of like, uh, it's like a bit of a puzzle box with everyone's kind of in trouble for some reason and helping each other out to get out of various problems and stuff. So it's kind of got that stuff that, it's got that thing that like, um, like the like Breaking Bad at its best and uh, like Dexter when, when that was good, um, you know, oh, how are they going to hmm. get out of this one sort of thing? Um, so it's pretty cool. And it's and it's also the showrunner is Graham Yost who did Justify, so it's kind of okay. it's, it's like a big mash up of all those shows. Um, if you are missing that kind of era of TV, it's definitely a good place to go back to. Nice. You ever watched anything? Uh, I haven't actually. I've not really oh. been watching anything at all. Uh, I just want to note: I th- I, Graham Yost also wrote Speed. Um, oh, that's right. he also wrote Speed first one 2 so gem. you can't get everything Ooh. right but um, yeah. I know he did the characters for Speed 2 he tried <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. there's only one other thing I've been watching and uh, I think we, we no. talked about this in the last podcast Rob um, Altered Carbon oh yeah I have oh, finished, finished it now did you, yeah. you, you realise there was another episode or did you <laughs> <laughs> Ian, it was nowhere <laughs> near that camp. I was I I was downloading that show to watch oh, okay. on the train to and from work. Um, it's the first time I've done that in a while with a show. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because Sue's didn't really get no, it, did she? But so, uh, I, I think we've covered that in the previous one. It's very it's one of those shows yeah. where either you're into it or you're not. Um, you'll get either pulled in or you just won't. 
because I can see some of the negatives, like the main character being quite flat and everything else. But he is a cool, calm killer, basically a soldier type thing. I mean, you see the flashbacks. He's a cipher. He's you're supposed to imprint on him a bit, oh, and also yeah. he's a sleeve. He's a sleeve, yeah. so. I think that's part of the idea. He was it was quite funny. It, there think. was um, I, I liked it. I, I loved it. I'm looking forward to another series. And I see what you mean. I can see how they could do it without that character. Because of the way that they've yeah. invented the world, you can be almost anybody. <laughs> and I'm, I, I was listening to the other... To actually, funny enough, I was listening to the podcast about it when we were talking about it. And it was the fact that we yeah. mentioned that even in his flashbacks, he's a completely different actor. So, who then comes back in one episode to <laughs> attack him in his own body, which was very weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, awesome. I'm being beaten up by my old body, just what? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, I I thought the way that it played out was quite nice. Um, it was a good example of how storylines all knit together. And it did get a bit A-team in the way that they all helped each other then because they realised the big bad and the necessary evil needs to be not beaten because you don't really defeat it. But I suppose it kind of did in this one, though. But it's all about banding together through circumstance and, you know, even though you hate each other as most... It might the Dirty Dozen, I think they were, by the end of it. I thought it was pretty cool. It was cool. They were like a ragtag band of stuff. Some things happened that made me a bit sad, and then, you know, we laughed, we cried. Who's we? I just watched it alone. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I did notice there was one funny bit that <coughs> did make me smile, and I realised this massive geeky knowledge popping through. When he's having the fight with his, uh, spoiler, um, the person at the end, the woman, when, yeah. they, when they're having the little sword fight in the base, in the sky, the sword that he yeah. picks up with the ivory handle is Conor McLeod's from Highlander. <laughs> is it? Is it? It is, is it the really Highlander a... sword. So the fact that she's been alive oh, for thousands that. of years, I'm wondering whether <laughs> somehow she's got Conor McLeod's sword or whatever, because it's supposed to be humanity, and she's been alive for yeah, she's been alive for like what, I don't know how the long. The concept of sleeves account for the Highlander. Yeah, no, well, that's the whole point. I think it's like a tongue-in-cheek poker immortality because okay. essentially the person who had it is almost immortal. She's got clones, yeah. backups, and everything. Yeah. But and he also does a little wrist flick with it, like a little spin that Connor does just before he starts <clears> fighting. <throat> um, and it's so subtle though because you see the camera focus on just a moment, and the rest of the time it's them doing the cutty stuff and trying to kill each other. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I thought stuff. that was I yeah, thought that was quite cool. I actually got to go back and pause it and went, "Oh shit, it was." That's a good spot. It's a good spot. Yeah, yeah I've just been uh, googling like uh, to find out if there's any more news about uh, season two, and it sounds like um, nothing's definite yet. Hmm. But Joel Kinnaman is now signed up to other things, so there's a very good chance he <clears throat> wouldn't be returning, and that there'd be a big time jump involved. Which they look like they kind of set that up. Like they, that set, the they look like they set that up at the end anyway, because it was the fact that he was giving the cop back her life by giving up the sleeve. Yeah, I just wondered if it could have gone away where he he reappeared as the yeah. character whose body he was borrowing, and then Takashi could carry on mm. as somebody else. But um, yeah, did you give this any much of a uh, quarters of an episode and then failed? 
just oh, really? doing anything for me at all. So. There were some really weird. It was like some really weird humor bits in there. There's a part where he he they find this illegal 3D cloning thing that can clone a perfect clone, and there are some people and they set up the idea. Some people have got because everyone's got like a stack because it's basically like an alien chip in the back of the neck, blah blah blah. But some people double sleeve, so they clone their stack into someone else. And there's a criminal going around who's double sleeved, and he says that it's his brother. Um. But then you don't realise that's setting it up for something later on. And he clones himself. It's a bit of a spoiler into later on. He makes a clone of himself to get someone off his back. And right. basically, the wife of the person hire, who hires him to investigate his death, she's got a thing for him massively. And she makes him an offer to go to an island where she's got, I don't know, hundreds or whatever of clones of her that all share one consciousness and one singular thought. And basically, oh, yeah. he talks to the woman who's his sister, but the end of it, massive spoiler there, um, and says that he doesn't care about anything anymore after it all hits the fan. He says, I don't care. Don't care about you. Don't care this. Don't care that. Gets into a flying car with her and goes off. And you see a bit where um, the you don't know which one it is that's gone off. Um, and the other one's watching going, there I go on a screen. And the rest of the people around him go, hang on. You you won the best of five, whatever it is, like, you know, rock, paper, scissors, and he gets to go off to the sex paradise. How does that work? He goes, well, I have the right to choose, and technically he hasn't had sex yet because <laughs> he's ju- literally just born. <laughs> and it's just like... Yeah, because, yeah... The- there were lots of weird bits of humour and stuff, and, and I thought it was interesting they were talking about the whole social concept of it, which you don't get from initially watching the programme. The idea behind it, the, the message behind it, is that if you live too long, you lose what it is to be human. You imagine yeah. how rich people, wealthy people, will become so, so just disjointed from it. Um, they go to a banquet, and the people have basically got this tiger spread eagled and like split open, and they're just eating tiger. Even though it's super, super rare in the future, they're, they're so rich they don't care. Um, and they get people that are like married to go and fight in a drone in a, a fighting drone to the death, and that's how they earn money. And it's just like it's basically all of the stuff like imagine fox hunting and everything else took gone to the extreme because people have been allowed to live for hundreds of years rather than our you know ninety odd year lifestyle. Yeah. And it's, I thought that was quite good. Yeah, well, that's how you end up with this rich elite where they just amass so much money they can afford for their own private suite of clones and stack they almost become gods as well because they can just any and the police yeah. are nothing to them um you know there didn't seem to be an army though which was weird yeah, yeah i don't it was know a bit odd. we just didn't we didn't yeah. see that there were though they were the troopers weren't they yeah but, um, anyway yeah takashi was one of they're like they're like anyway, i enjoyed it sorry much. we're boring ian <laughs> no sorry i'm gonna have to go oh fuck i'm so sorry yeah it's fine. We haven't. I have. There isn't really much more I've been no. watching, so I'm quite happy. Yeah, to you there, to be honest. No, no, that's it. Really, oh, okay. to be honest. Okay. I, I only I, just a couple of quick bits. I, I watched. Um, I've been watching a bit of that ugly, delicious show on on Netflix, which is a it's a food show, uh, and it's got Dave Chang in it, who uh, was in um, played himself in Treme. Uh, the, the show by David Simon. David Simon shows up, Glenn from The Walking Dead, um, Aziz Ansari, he's got a few Hollywood mates, but 
basically they're just trying to sort of raise up street food and junk food into like more of a kind of cuisine in its own right and uh, mm. basically sort of uh, bang on about the kind of uh, the virtues of that kind of food. Um, and they tackle a different kind of food each week. The first one is all about pizza. And yeah, they're quite good. Again, uh, not like, it's, it's kind of background TV, but quite good to have yes. on. Um, he's a bit sweary though, so uh, just, just bear that in mind. What a um, And the, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. That's the edit for um, you. And, and, the, and the back four of Electric Dreams, the um, Philip K. Dick show on Channel 4, that's uh, the... <coughs> The, the latest episodes of that have all I've been quite I've watched those, recent, actually, off your I recommendation. Think. Stupid, I know, but I did. And I actually quite enjoyed them. Full? Yeah, what, the yeah. more recent ones? The more recent ones, the terrorist one, the one before, and the one after, I think? No, the one before that, maybe. <clears throat> the last one was about the girl yes. in the school, the, was a yes. bit Black Mirror, um, where she got the, the weird yeah. bracelet thing. That was cool. That was the last one I've seen. I think oh, okay. there's one more okay. that came out yesterday, and I haven't watched that yet. But yeah, the one with the uh, the one with the where they were, yeah, with the with the Amazon deliveries yes. or whatever. Yeah, that was, it does, that was pretty cool. I, yeah, I don't know. It kind of feels like the Americans have done to Black Mirror what they also did with the In Betweeners. Because there was certainly one of them where I looked at it and went, well, yeah, I'm just, no, this is horrific. What are they doing? I'm not going to do this. Um, I think I, maybe I went back to the start and thought, oh, those two are good. I'll go back and see if the rest, if it's good all the way through. And then she thought, holy fuck, they're the exception. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, I think they've, they've uh, I think they've, they've, I think because there were only four, it, it seems like they've had a bit more money to spend on them or something um, of this right. recent run. But I, it's definitely it's definitely more impressive um, than the first six episodes. It's almost like a different show. Like it's like another series, or it's like they had time to raid the coffers or something. I don't know. But yeah, definitely. Uh, if you if you weren't impressed with the first six, give the back four a look. So night and day. Marcus, can I just ask you quick? Did you watch? Uh, have you watched the Babysitter yet? Yes, I have. Okay, cool. Loved it. So, so have Loved I. it. Great film. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, it was stupid. I, I hope I can find more like that. Um, they have to be out there. I know, I know. It's just so much shite, though. That was, Mc, <laughs> yeah. that was McG, was. wasn't it, that babysitter? Yeah. No, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Thanks for listening to the Not Watching Podcast, part of the Not Listening Podcast Network where you can also find the Not Playing podcast where we talk about video games and the Not Listening podcast where you can hear Adam and Co talk about all kinds of nonsensical nonsense. You can email us at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at or follow us at notwatchingpod. You can find the show notes for all our shows at notlistening.co.uk. If you like what you've heard here, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, bye!
Peacock streaming new movies every week at PeacockTV.com. We'll have The Twilight Saga. I never felt more alive. Selma. We must march. Plus Bad Boys 1 and 2 and Shrek 1 and 2. So good to be home. Tons of blockbuster hits you can't not watch. Sign up at PeacockTV.com.